Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Companies podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each week, our expert arborists share advice on seasonal tree care, how to make your trees thrive, arborists' favorite trees, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more, because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. This week, I'm joined by Chris Elwood. He's a district manager in the West Columbus, Ohio office for the Davy Tree Expert Company. And because of uh, Valentine's Day, which we just passed, we're doing Breaking Up is Hard to Do, Chris. (laughs) When I say that, talk a little bit about this decision-making process, because I'm sure in every case, it's completely different when you're looking at a tree. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for for having me back, Doug. I appreciate it. No one likes to break up with their tree, especially around Valentine's Day. Um, some of the things that 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 we look for in our office, we, we say CIC. So the letter CIC, uh, call a professional, inspect the tree from the bottom up and then consider the target or the species. So can I briefly walk you through that? Is that all right? That sounds good. Call a professional. Um, there's things that are outside of our wheelhouse. Like I'm not going to work on my own brakes that transport my two young kids to and from places. Right. Um, you know, check for industry standard credentials, ISA certification, TCIA membership, insurance, uh, insurance, things like that. Um, inspect it from the bottom up. That's something that us as professionals are going to do, but the homeowner can do as well. Uh, so let's pick on Colorado blue spruce. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in the Columbus market. Uh, We do have a lot of Colorado blue spruce. They're very shallow rooted. This uh, this winter has been a perfect winter for for them to to blow over. Um, You know, it freezes, it thaws, the soil becomes waterlogged. They're shallow rooted. So first things first, bottom up, look at the roots, look at the root flare, look at look at the trunk. Um, Is there anything obvious if if it's if there's a uh, pitcher's mound like in baseball where one previously wasn't roots have snapped and the trees moved? Um, you know, next thing going up the trunk, are there any massive cracks? Is, is, is bark falling off, sloughing off? Um, the, the next stop is the scaffolding branches. Are there, are there any fungus on the branches? Are there any fungus on the base of the tree? Um, does everything look alive and healthy? And it does depend what type of year you're looking at it. Of course, it's a much easier during the growing season. That's intuitive. Um, lastly, check the buds. Are, are, are the buds present? Are they full of life? Uh, there, there's kind of three main ways we we check the buds. Um, bend the twigs. So out on the very, and this is much easier done on young trees, uh, newly planted trees. You know, that if you want to make sure they're in your warranty period, if you had a landscape company and are replacing them, um, bend bend the buds a little bit. They should bend and not break. Um, what color are they? If if they're gray and kind of dull, depending on the species, that 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 could that could be a dead branch, could be a dead tree. Um, Lastly, we take our thumbnail and scratch them. And then, uh, you know, if, if there's green, that, that's live plant tissue. If it's brown, that, that's not. Um, so that, that kind of gets us to the eye of, of CIC. Uh, number three, consider the target in the species. So this is one of the most common, you know, questions we get. When's it time to, to break up with your tree? Um, it's species dependent. So a nice healthy oak tree over a house is fine if it passes certain inspections. Um, you know, a hollowed out topped silver maple next to your house is probably not fine to keep around. By targets, we mean if the tree fails, what's it going to hit? Is it going to hit a shed, house, 
power lines, you know, neighbor's fence, whatever it is. Um, and it is kind of species specific too. Uh, you know, there are trees that are stronger, trees that are weaker. If it's a catalpa, for example, in Ohio, we have a lot of funky growing catalpa out in old farm fields. If they're away from everything, no, no harm in that. Let it, let it go. So that's kind of the process that, that, that we use. So let's talk about that catalpa tree because a lot of people don't know about that tree. I used to have a big one growing in my backyard when I was growing up in Ohio and what an amazing tree. And this one was right next to the house, but it's still there. <laughs> yeah. Um, catalpa is fantastic. It, it is, it, the tips do tend to be a little bit heavy. So mostly, and, and that brings up a really good point is that there's the, the failure profile of a tree. Um, you know, arborists have spent, you know, hundred years now classifying kind of how, how trees fall apart either in storms or, or, or when they're dead and, you know, starting to decay, how that happens. And typically a lot of the times with catalpa, you don't have the entire tree blowing over, you know, uprooting like you might a spruce tree. Um, they, they're tip heavy. So they have big leaves. They have big seed pods. They tend to break on the tips. Um, you know, they're that's when we typically see storms come through how how we see those um typically break and it, it it's you know it stinks condemning a tree um arborists use um you know we can use a resistograph which is a, a about a 16 inch very small one eighth uh inch drill that goes all the way into the tree um it kind of looks like a uh part seismometer for earthquakes kind of just scribbles on a piece of paper and from there you can tell what's alive and what's dead we use a sounding hammer you can hear hollow wood depending on how you hit on it. Um, but for any listeners out there, catalpa is a beautiful tree. Uh, if you can find catalpa flowers in the spring, they are they are absolutely beautiful. They have massive leaves, um, really cool seed pods. They're a little on the dirty side, so maybe this is a better tree. It's native to Ohio. Maybe it is a better tree for a little uh, further away from the house. Well, I was going to say those seed pods were always a pain raking them up. I mean, they're huge. They're like... 10 inches, maybe longer. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think uh, a common name for it is cigar tree as, as well, but you might have to fact check me on that one. So in my situation where, you know, Davey's coming about every six months, I always, you know, tell listeners I'm in this declining Oak forest. For me, it wasn't so sad when the arborist looked up and said, did that thing leaf out last year? And it was a huge Oak tree right over my garage. And I looked, looked up and I'm like, no, I don't think it really did leaf out very well. And he goes, that's got to go, you know? Yeah. It's sad that a big old Oak, but thank goodness he, he, he was coming for a completely different reason. Thank goodness that he looked up there because even though I do host this podcast, I'm not looking up as much as I should. And it was more of a relief in my situation. Uh, another situation for me was I had a big pine tree drop on the house but in the in the middle was a flowering crab apple and this flowering crab i have looked out my window for 20 some years to see it every spring and it got hit pretty good but the arborist was able in that situation like let's see if we can make some cuts you know they wanted they, they wanted to remove it but i said could we prune it and he took a look at it, i said yeah we can prune it and in that case five six years later you wouldn't even have known that it was really hit by that pine tree so it can go either way and that's why you have to have somebody on site to to look at it to make this decision right yeah yeah absolutely and i, I think you know most of our clients we're, we're speaking with are you know getting two to three 
opinions. And I think that's a great thing because it does unfortunately point out bad actors. And, you know, depending on the, the, again, the tree species, you know, you might have some indicators. So pin oak always gets chlorotic, which means it kind of becomes a lime, the leaf during the growing season becomes a lime green color, uh, kind of an indicator of micronutrient deficiency. Doesn't mean the tree's dying. It means the tree is starting to struggle a little bit. Um, and there are, you know, some people say, oh, that needs to come down. And, you know, there, there's varying uh, degrees of, of, of gray there, right? Varying, varying colors of, of, of gray um, regarding when and, and what. But, but you're right. Um, a lot of the times, if you are looking at your trees, you have a professional out, you know, we give free assessments. Um, you can catch a lot of that stuff early and that's when it really makes a difference. We all too often, you know, we've been called out to look at a tree and it has, um, again, I'll pick on pin oak, really large dead leads. And this is something that could have been prevented with, with mitigation seven years ago, five years ago. And, you know, unfortunately maybe it is a little too late depending on the specific situation. So yeah, uh, walk outside on a nice spring day. Before you get into your uh, uh, car to go to, uh, you know, work, just look up briefly. It gives you a sense of peace and you get to check on your trees too. And I'm glad you brought that up because uh, it's so important, to, again, to have somebody on site to take a look at this. And the way you're talking there, sooner rather than later. Don't wait. You know, it's better to catch these things early because you got a better chance of saving the tree. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, the earlier you you have that information, the the quicker uh, you know an industry standard professional can come out and um, intervene. Hopefully, and you know there is, and, and sometimes it is it is too late, or it's or it's not worth it. And that's you know discussions we're able to have, you know, per client, per tree, per situation, uh, where the tree is in relation to 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 some of those targets we mentioned a little bit. And in my case, no one else is going to be touching my trees except my Davy team. I'll tell you what. I mean, I've had some of the same guys working on these trees for over a decade. And I love that when they come, I can show them that flowering crab. I said, remember when we talked about this? And he's like, oh, yeah, it looks pretty good. Or I'll say, look up, there's a mushroom or something up there in that tree. And he goes, oh, that's not one to worry about. Or, oh, that's one to worry about. You better take a look at it. So, yeah, it's great. My, you know, arborists will come for free, take a look around. And it is heartbreaking, though, sometimes when a tree has to go, you know, the top gets sheared off or, or you know, I had a, a favorite tree outside my vegetable garden that when the sun would start to go down, it would just kind of illuminate this, this kind of orangish pine bark. But, you know, a bad storm came through and crack the tree in two, it's got to go, you know, it, it, it would be, it's a, it's a hazard. And yes, it's, it's sad, but plants die. This is, this is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is, it is part of it. And I really like what you said a second ago. Um, there's, you know, I've been at Davey for collectively about six years now. Um, you know, some of our more senior staff, you know, over, over 20, I think our longest is 35 years on staff. Um, it is fun, and, and and we kind of feel it too. When, you know, I've I've been from um, home brush to climbing trees to foreman to sales to district manager, and it's fun to go to the same tree and make oh I made that cut like I remember that tree. Um, it, it's it's really really fun. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's it's neat to to build that client rapport, that client relationship, and be on the same property year after year after year and monitor how things are are changing or what you can do to help um, or you know intervene as we've kind of been talking about when it's needed. It's a trust thing, you know. Uh, my my arborist, I don't want to call him my arborist, but the arborist who comes here and his team, I trust them to, to do the work, to do the work right. And it's pretty amazing to me to watch the team work, you know, when you have a, a, a huge oak. I mean, just giant where you're using a bucket truck and all that and how they can cut that all to pieces and then leave and it doesn't even look like they were there. I think yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Our board culture is great for that. It's, I always tell people it's part art, part science. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, to to watch a, a, a really, really large oak tree, for instance, you know, over a house come down um, with, with rigging ropes or taglines or whatever, or a crane, um, you know, that's the kind of artistic flair of the, the arborist aloft. And uh, the science is they didn't break the rope. They've been paying attention to, to numbers and rigging forces, and you still have a house that's intact. Yeah. You know, I often ask uh, arborists about the good feeling of saving a tree. But let me ask you a little bit about the feeling of having to tell somebody, sorry, it's unsavable. It's got to come out. That's a, it's a, you know, kind of a gut wrenching feeling, um, especially if you have history with the tree, but building that trust, building that rapport, that, that goes a long way in helping make that decision. I personally tell new clients, listen, I know you're going to get two or three estimates. Um, you know, here's here's ours. If you see any red flags anywhere else, you know, just just give me a call. I'm happy I'm happy to provide that 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 guidance because you will get some um, extremely low or extremely high estimates. And it's certainly not about the money. It's about the value and doing things right and taking care of the clients. Even if with new clients, it doesn't end up at you know Davy business. Help. I'm happy. We're always happy to try and offer that that guidance but some of these i've seen you know clients cry before i mean you know they've uh, actually we we have one we're finishing this week where it was uh this individual's grandfather's house built by him by hand and the oak trees in the backyard were also planted by him and it's it's time you know not, nothing lives forever it's time and we're doing it in such a way where there's going to be about two 20 foot long by three foot diameter logs that we're going to um, put out in the front yard for a carpenter to use because they're kind of uh, adding an addition onto the house. So there's going to be some really interesting woodwork from those uh, oak trees. And that's a pretty cool story there. I'll tell you that that's what trees mean to us. You know, whether you planted it or uh, somebody else planted it on, on the property that you know or love, uh, you plant a tree in memory of someone, you know, trees, uh, we have a, a very uh, special relationship with our trees. And it, that's so nice that you're going to repurpose that wood. I think that would take a little bit of the sting out. I mean, I know it's disappointing and, uh, you know, you want to honor those trees, but to leave it behind and, you know, use it for the house, that's really cool. Yeah, we've we've left you know, small woodworking things before we've built chairs before. If, um, we've given little just discs, you know, little pieces of branch to, to kids just to kind of play with or turn into a Frisbee or whatever. But you're right. Um, 
you know, oftentimes when the tree does come down, we're, we're discussing what's going, what the replacement is, depending on location, on the site specifically, um, you know, what, what type of tree. Um, and that, that kind of helps looking forward. I, I, I forget who said it, the, the um, best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is today. You know, when you're thinking of species in particular and everything, you know, whether it's diseases or pests, it it always changes. Is there anything in particular like this spring you're going to be looking for? Like you just said, blue spruce. And I know blue spruce have some kind of fungal issue uh, going on, at least over here they do, that that I hear a lot about. Are there any species where you're seeing like, oh, you know, whether it's oak wilt or whatever it might be, that when you get called, you're like, oh boy, that we've seen a lot of that. Just most of your common for probably the Eastern United States, um, that, you know, elm trees, Dutch elm disease, um, emerald ash borer and ash trees, um, a little bit of oak wilt, pear trees being multi-stemmed and blowing into pieces. <laughs> that's not a disease, of course, that's an actual um just the growth growth morphology of the of the plant. All right, um, I, I want to stop you right there. That that every arborist I know hates that tree, but they still keep still putting them in developments. Talk about the tree and why it is not a good tree for people to plant. All right, listen. If, if you have <laughs> a pear tree and it's not going to hit anything, it's pretty. It smells very unique. I wouldn't say it smells good. It smells unique in the spring. Uh, you know, lined against the street, I get it. Um, you know, there's cultivars. They end up being a non-native invasive species that decimate woodland habitat. Uh, they're actually illegal to sell in Ohio anymore. They've been banned. Um, you can't get nurseries to stock them anymore. Good. Um, the problem is in the 40s and 50s, they're super fast growing. They were planted everywhere. They, they are do have a certain aesthetic appeal, um, but close to close to houses, um, they always end up being a nuisance and typically end up coming down. It's the multi-stemmed structure. Uh, it creates something that arborists call a bark inclusion. Uh, as, as trees grow up, you know, in vertical height, they also grow out in diameter. And when you have two stems that don't have a good point of attachment, they end, end up pushing against each other. And usually one fails in a storm. That's the failure profile of, of you know, calorie pair in central Ohio is that it's going to lose a third of the tree at once because it has a weak point of attachment, usually in the wind, maybe with some ice on it. Um, yes. Nope. Not much love for the pear tree. <laughs> Yet they still get planted over here. I'm glad that they don't plant them in Ohio and eventually it'll probably happen here too, where we'll be able to stop this. So a note on, you know, when and if it's time to break up with your tree, you know, have someone on your property, you know, we often do this in our, our Davy offices, who's going to walk you through the whole process, not just, hey, uh, here's $2,000 to cut down your tree, but how are they going to do it? Are they going to use a crane? Are they going to put equipment on your on your property? Are they going to drive over plywood to protect any underground utilities? Are they going to call the utility marking companies? Um, you know, how long is it going to take? Is there going to have to be power shut off? Who pays for that? There's a lot of things to consider. What's, what's insurance like, um, you know? I've had a few clients ask about insurance, uh, you know, less ask about workers comp, but just really vetting, listen, breaking up with your tree is a hard thing to do and you're going to need some help 
And then you, 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 you might want to you know, vet the person who's going to help you break up with your tree. Well, I'm going to leave it right there, Chris. That is good stuff and great advice. It was great to talk to you again. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Well, what can you say? Breaking up is hard to do, even with your trees. Now, tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I am your host, Doug Oster, and do me a favor. Subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. And that means next week's show, because we are highlighting arborists who are undergoing an intensive four-week training session with Davy. It's going to be fascinating. As always, we like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer. <laughs>